Hi, everybody. I'm oh, yeah. Steve Schuster, son of Wayman Schuster. Oh, <laughs> that's right. We were talking about weird yuck yucks headliners before the show because we only talk, we usually only talk about Canadian comedy offline. But now that the show is wrapping up, mm-hmm. now that oh, we got one foot of, out the fucking door. Oh, you, yeah. If you thought the professionalism of this program was lacking before, <laughs> look at me. Yeah. I only wear this shirt to exercise. I'm wearing it here now. Fuck I'm it. Not, who cares? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I am not wearing pants or underwear. I am fully, mm. I'm, I'm fully shirt cocking it. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I was thinking the last episode should be really good to leave on a high, but I'm rethinking that. I'll tell you this. Here's I the best thing be. about Antonio Inoki. He's dead now. Here's the wor- Here's the best thing about Antonio Inoki. Again, like I said, he's dead. No yeah. research, not reading any of it. Here's what he did. He invented, I don't know, man. He probably invented fucking the Yaris. Everyone look at me. Look at me in the face. I am on fentanyl mm-hmm. on purpose. That's the level. That, I usually I've been known to smoke some weed before this show. I now smoke fentanyl. That's what's happening for the last three months. You're getting a what we should do on is um, fentanyl for the last episode. We should take fentanyl for the last episode and try and talk about. Uh, <laughs> I was yeah, here's to something that happened to me. Do, who we're doing for um, the uh, last episode, but I'm going to leave that a little secret, guys. I actually have to say, oh, this oh yeah, as a, just we're going to gonna start a race war, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> my name is John Hastings. I am the guy who gave Kanye those books that led to those tweets. Ooh. Can I just say? Welcome everyone to what I've been doing for almost for over a year, which is really examining the far right using social media and fun, hilarious articles because everyone's now like, wait, Milo's still around. And I'm like, guys, Milo is so much better. Milo is now a former gay. He refers to his husband constantly as a roommate. There are photos of that said roommate looking very disappointed in, in himself um, he was Marjorie Taylor Greene's intern and now looks like is Kanye's assistant. Also, Kanye is now only being photographed wearing Adidas stuff. What the hell is going on? Kanye. Kanye I like that. He's a piece of shit. I fucking hate him. But I got to say this. That guy knows how to stay in the newspapers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he also like, just knows how to be a troll or it's like, I still yeah. wear Adidas. That's all I do is wear Adidas. Fuck you. Yeah. It's like he's. Be- oh, my God. Where's this going to end, Dylan? We have to end this podcast because. If well, not, this we is what we wanted when we started out seven years ago. We were like, we don't like to talk about wrestling, but mostly just bring back fascism. And we did both. We really did. It was a weird goal where we were like, listen, there's not enough guys like us shouting shit like ivermectin or uh, adrenochrome mm. or just screaming like kill the cunt. And now there are. Our job is done. <laughs> we're going to become we're going to go into the manosphere. But like, oh, you know how everyone else in the manosphere? manosphere, I would love to go into the manosphere. It's my favorite. Go ahead. But everyone else in the manosphere is like actually jacked. Like they're actually whatever you want to say. They're like, oh, I only eat butter. Or uh, if you see celery, shoot it with a gun that you have to have on you at all times. Of That's course. what they'll sell you. But what they are on is steroids and they treat their body well. We're going to be like health is important. Don't be a piece of shit, but still look like this and maybe worse we'll just yeah. be fucking u- ugly pasty men i'll get a really high def camera so everyone can extra see my skin disorders and i'll be like if you are overweight fucking kill yourself yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
I'm also, what I'm going to start doing is a lot of those very awkward, you know how people can like cut themselves into certain images on Instagram and then they react to it. But like when people above the age of 35 do it, it literally looks like a cop has shown up at a teen's party and is like, Justin Bieber music. What are you guys, a bunch of gay lords? You know what I mean? That's what the vibe. <laughs> I'm going to do exclusively those reacting to Lady Gaga tweets. Like, oh, uh, people aren't monsters. Stephanie being one of those guys that refers to Steph or celebrities by their real names. Oh, that's oh cool. it's really good. They're my no, personal favorite. No, you should favorite. be. Hear me out. Go ahead. We, we stopped this podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. And then we just become those assholes who watch female comedians online split screen and don't oh, laugh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard to that. To be fair, I could do that with, like, here's something about any You can do that with anyone. Anybody. Anything. Yeah. Anybody. Unless it's the scene in Joe Dirt where all the poop falls on him. I cannot nope, laugh at that. anything. I'm sorry that, that the entire movie that Joe Dirt is 90 minutes. It's a thrill ride of comedy. You, name one. Name one issue you have with Joe Dirt. Go ahead, Dylan. Not enough Kid Rock. That's right. I would say that that's correct. I think the movie should have starred Kid Rock, and he plays Joe Dirt and the bully in the town. He should have, but the bully should have won. I oh, think it I sends the wrong message that bullying doesn't end, work out I assume, sometimes. I assume that Kid Rock won. I just he fucks uh, him. He fucks Joe Dirt, and Joe Dirt goes, "I like this now." In the uh, what I do is I uh, seventy five minutes in I just mm -hmm. splice in um, the uh, <laughs> this uh, is American, a real the American badass music video That's and I just watch that. This is a real depending on someone being exactly thirty five or thirty six <laughs> like you know what I mean. If you weren't born out of like outside of like four years, you have no fucking idea what you, Joe Dirt is. Unless you were born in the shadow of Live Aid, you do not know what Live Aid is. And more importantly, you do not know what the American Badass video is. Because let me explain it to you. There was a moment, a very brief moment, where everyone was like, let me tell you who the future of rock and roll is. And that's Kid Rock. And everyone was like, you had me at the fact that his last name is also the name of the music he plays. And he released an album of, I think, rap covers of country songs and the signal single off of it was him rapping to Metallica sad, but true and a song called American badass, which was then used as the undertaker's theme. And let me tell you this, they played that video in Canada every 45 seconds. And it is yeah. insanely well, that's good. The loophole with this is the, this is the kid rock thing is that he found a loophole, which was he, since he started out as a rapper, he would do quote unquote samples, but you, how rappers do samples is they take one part of it and then yeah, loop he, it. And then add stuff. Kid Rock took the whole song. That's it. Yeah, like, just take... he did that with fucking um, Sweet Home Alabama, and the song was Sweet Home Alabama. Sweet Home Alabama. But he Isn't just it... made it. No, His he own... just made it about how good he thinks Sweet Home Alabama is. But it's just Sweet Home Alabama. Name the song. Also, he's a rich kid from Detroit. Detroit. Oh yeah. There's by the way nothing worse than a rich kid from Detroit. Also, ladies and gentlemen, I know you're all going to have a week, an hour free a week. May I recommend to you not the whole podcast, just the clips of Bill Maher's podcast, Club Random, because it is literally watching a 60 year old trying to be a 40 year old. Like it is the craziest thing ever. Because so it's sad. Have you watched that podcast, Dylan? No, I know, and I never will. I can't. Bill Maher makes me feel. A yes, level of does. hate that yes, I used does. to go to pro wrestling for. Yes, like, he does. Bill Maher is like Correct. what MJF wants to be is yes, Bill is. Maher. And this podcast is him unfiltered. What we've been, re what you do not realize <laughs> is that him on his show He's is even more annoying. He is even more annoying. That's fucking crazy. It is. It is amazing. And there was an episode with him and Kid Rock, and it's literally like watching two old all timers men 
who think they're agreeing with each other, not listening for, there's a three minute clip that's insane where Kid Rock keeps trying to shake Bill Maher's hand to say that welcome to the Republican party. And Bill Maher's like, I, I guess you're not paying attention to me. And it's just like, <laughs> you guys, you both have so much money. Like, I'm officially done. Any celebrity, if you have more than $10 million cash and you're on television, you're a loser. You're a little bitch loser. If I had 10, in this economy right now, if I had $10 million cash, you know where I am? Ass eating island, filling my boots and having my boots filled. This is what I don't understand where it's like. Dylan's not invited. I just don't understand like why. Go ahead. Would you do anything but like weird things that make you happy after making that much money? I agree. I have like almost no money and I'm trying to only do things that make me happy. Do you know well, what I'm that's saying? why we have almost. Yeah, but I'm fine with that. I got a desk now. I haven't had a desk in months. But you're almost no money and actually almost no money are two very different. That's very true. Because I secretly. Our almost no money is like, oh, no, I can't just go buy a fucking TV now. No, this no, it's like, I've gotten pretty close. The COVID years, there were a couple of moments have. where it was. Yeah, it, what it is is we have a safety net of if worse comes to worse, yeah. I could call a family member or I could just yes. go into debt. Yeah. Yeah, of course. It's not the direst of situations. My personal I can't favorite. wait to, by the way, I can't wait to skim over this fucking loser's career now. Oh, who? Fucking Antonio in a not going to be Giant Baba? Yeah, guess what? He beat Antonio. Andre the Giant via count-out at MSG in a single loser. tournament. Continue yeah, with talking about whatever the fuck you want, John. I did that too, by the way. <laughs> I, I can't wait. I can't. I'm going to fucking... Someone's going to fucking... Listen to the old feed of this and be so pissed with just oh, that yeah. 90 minutes. I, we're going to try and give as little information about this guy as possible. Continue, John. What were you talking about? What random bullshit were you saying? Oh, that's a great point, but it's not random enough bullshit for this game. Okay. Okay, good. I'm going to talk now exclusively about the Can flight. I talk about something that I said yeah, was not of funny? Course. Okay. Of course. Why would it, I hope it's not funny for this program. We stopped doing comedy about two years ago. No, this is good. This is good because it's both... It both is like I guarantee this is someone's bad stand-up joke, and also like I really not about now. wrestling whatsoever. You're about to hit a premise and I would that like I to have. say I've been making more soups lately, and soups, oh, fuck yeah, soups don't get sold, and and the reason is you can't eat them while driving. That's it. I completely agree with you, and that's an interesting gap in the market. You know who else identified a gap in the market? Who? Antonio Inoki. No, John, that's not what this is about. This is okay, about. <laughs> this is just a, this is a full. You know how most tweets are just like most tweets. Sorry, most trolls are just like a tweet. This is a whole podcast that's trolling someone who just wants to learn about a dead man, and we're not letting them. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to just plant in some facts where they almost think they're about to learn about him. And oh, okay, good. Exactly no, do that, please. Doing, yes, what we're doing, and then right I'll now. talk more about soup. Well, let me say this. Ask you. Sure. Um, do you like it chunky or do you blended. like it? I blend all of them. Oh, interesting. See, except if it has meat in it, I find that weird. Then it's like I've I've watched too much baby food with beef in it be consumed to so not be like this is baby food. But for some reason, if it's blended, there's a carrot potato soup I made. I blended. It's not good. I can't I want... cook even if I follow the recipe. Just something happens while I'm doing it where it's not. Is that true? Yeah. I think that then I think you know what the problem is. What the recipe. You know who also had problems with recipes? The Funks, when they were working for Old Japan, which is why they headed over to New you're Japan. To no, you're supposed to interrupt me there. Come on. Oh, man. okay. <laughs> Don't no, you know I got fucking... No, let's fucking. All right. Him and Backlund had a rematch. No, 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 no. We're not doing this. 60 minute draw. 
You know what else draws for 60 minutes? Me. For draw 60 minutes, Bob Backlund drew Antonio Inoki. <laughs> so beautiful. Oh, my God. You're yeah, I'll take that pun. Is. Suck that pun out of your fucking assholes. <laughs> he just, like, wrestled people who were, like, legitimate <laughs> shooters, but it was made-up fighting, so bleh. And let me say this, but Antonio Inoki basically was the Conor McGregor of the 80s before social media. So I guarantee he was saying wild shit in a press conference, but just no one was there to write it down. Like Antonio Inoki really strikes me as the like, let me tell you why I beat Bob Blackland. And that is because the Armenians deserve to die in that genocide. And they're like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? And he was just like, what? I know what? Am I crazy? Am I like that? Antonio Inoki really strikes me. He really has Elon Musk energy. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just kind of like, Bro, every time you open your mouth, you sound poor. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I do really, really. Oh, Inoki beat a bodybuilder. And a I love this. Man, I got to tell you. Dayton, World this Martial period, Arts Championship. Mar Mike Dayton's martial art was, of course, just doing curls. Inoki yeah. kicked him in the face, and he was like, I can do <laughs> curls better than that. Mike Dayton was a guy who just hung out at a gym, and he was he basically looked like the liver king before social media. Antonio Inoki found him, hired him, beat the shit out of him, and then murdered him in front of his entire family just because he was like, this guy thought he was better than me. And he was like, everyone was like, no one thought he was better than you, Antonio. And he was like, that's Mr. It. What? <laughs> basically, Antonio Inoki is Hulk Hogan. If Hulk Hogan was who he became in the 2010s, before he ever was even Hulk Hogan, and he's also Vince McMahon. Like, Antonio Inoki is kind of like, you know how some people, when it comes to Trump, they're like, you know what's really scary? Whoever comes after mm -hmm. Trump? Antonio Inoki is like, what happens if Hulk Hogan gets all control and hooked? Like, Antonio Inoki is... Like Hulk Hogan is the Terminator, Antonio Inoki is Skynet. He has an entire company <laughs> that is competing with another man's hugely successful company at the same time, on the same days, in the same cities. Giant Baba has created this whole ecosystem of American monsters feeding into certain people that he's the final face of. Antonio Inoki is like, this guy one time towed a bus through Dayton, Ohio. I have flown him to the Egg Dome and we will fight with swords. But I really like the idea of like, okay, yeah, I don't have any, yeah, all, you have all the wrestlers. I'm just going to fucking hire some guys who actually won Olympic gold medals, just walk them through some matches that look maybe like shit, but who cares? I'm not your wrestling, I'm martial arts. And that all pays off August 26th, 1979. Budokan Hall sold out $1.1 million gate in 1979. Baba and Inoki win the Tokyo Sports All-Star Dream match against Abdullah the Butcher and Tiger Jeet Singh. This set up a Baba versus Zanoki match, but obviously, what the fuck? That didn't happen because... Imagine what course. the negotiations were. So they both are like, okay, at the same time, I'm going to count to three and say what you want from the match. One, two, three. I win. He is murdered by me, and then I piss <laughs> on his wife. And they, they said, they're like, wow, so specifically accurate. And they're like, that's what Ricky Dozan wanted. On Ricky Dozan's deathbed he brought both antonio and giant baba to him and he was like look when i die i want you guys to have a fake wrestling match that ends in one of you murdering the other and then pissing in that person's wife's vagina and this, it's called yeah. making the golden jacuzzi when you do that i will be reborn i will be reborn because as you guys know ricky dozan is of course um a big fan of the water sports. They call me the they call me the the lifeguard because I love being near water. When you're that drunk all the time, to be fair, he probably did like getting fucking pissed on. Why not? Just whatever. Oh, I bet you.
I'm yeah. used to come. Let's switch it up. I should. My doctor says I should hydrate. <laughs> I'm pissing my fat mouth. Pissing, don't no no. Don't aim for my mouth. Just if it happens to get. All right, piss in this bidet, and then I'll sit on it, and then all the piss yeah. will get in my ass, and then I'll nut. Ricky did Dozan's you, finisher move. <laughs> did you know that Ricky Dozan's finisher move is just uh, having being sat on by Abdullah the butcher? But Abdullah might be naked, or he might be leaning on me. I just have to tell the difference between the folds and the asshole. <laughs> Yeah, the ass-to-ass scene from Requiem for a Dream was just Ricky Dozan's. Yeah, did you know that Abdullah the Butcher can actually, he can ass-to-ass himself? Really? (laughs) Schmush his ass folds onto his, like, side folds that looks like like an elephant's ass, and he goes, self, A to A. It's crazy that people were like, wow, that guy's scary. And then you look at him now and you're like, that man has really sag, like, he has nana breasts. Well, here's what you realize is because gentrification in the same way didn't exist. So every city just had a part of downtown that, like, wasn't filled with restaurants and bars and places. Had savages in it? Yeah, it just had, like, cooked people. It just had people, you were just told by the news, like, if you go down to the Donnybrook area, you're going to get fucked by a train spike. And then, (laughs) you know what I mean? And then so, like, you just saw someone who looked weird. You're like, that guy probably lives in Coyote Ridge with my Uncle Rick. You know what I mean? Um, But this is the thing. After We're talking about after the alley match. Anoki does basically establish himself as just, like, with that formula, just establishes himself as a... Like a top star on the level with Baba, so they kind of have to eat it. Like he gets to wrestle all Japan guys like Stan Hansen and shit. It's really all the same guys. I do find it really fascinating in that the Japanese feuds over wrestling is so much more sort of bit like there's so much more gentlemanly. Like you know what I mean? Like oh, I hate this man's guts, but we will cross promote so we can both make money and make sure not to pay the wrestlers. You know what I mean? Like it's like they're like I hate this man, but as long as he's making money and not. Dory funks and it is fu- like it is fucking cool because like why don't they do stuff like this like with Lesnar or with like now that like it seems like wrestling is super easy since Bad Bunny and Logan Paul are both very very good at it why yeah, don't it you does. just have dudes fucking <laughs> wrestle like how is this how why wouldn't you get like Tyson Fury wrestled a match why don't you have like a wrestler on the roster who's like I I'm like literally do the exact same thing like I won the martial arts title. I'll fight Tyson Fury, and then you beat Tyson Fury, and then everyone gets named some fucking shampoo bottles up their butt. Here's, I think, part of the reason I don't think Tyson Fury would go for because he's like, no, I'm going to need to win because I have to yeah. go back to my other job where I'm known as a winner. You know what I mean? Like, the reason why it works with Bad Bunny and Logan Paul is that their fans are just like, oh, they're on a zip line. They're not like, they don't no. give a shit. But like Tyson, like, you think Tyson Fury would be like, no, then I've technically lost the world heavyweight championship. Yes, I guarantee Tyson Fury would say that because Tyson Fury is a, a for, I believe, yeah, Tyson Fury is British. And that is so a British person of like, well, it's fake, Tyson. You're just being paid to be here. And he's like, yeah, I still need to win, though. And you're like, <laughs> fuck, why didn't you bring this up earlier? And he's like, well, I assume you knew. And he's like, no, we wrote it in the contract. And he's like, you assume Tyson, Fury. you know what I'm saying? So let's talk about his match against Willie Williams, February 27th, sure. 1980, at Sumo Hall, 11,000, 350,000, huge oh. television audience. This is a legendary match in Japan, and it was actually uh, huge in the Jack Manet's comic book world before it ever happened. This is so insane. 17 years later, a rematch would happen and sold out to a highly real. The match itself was not in a real, a real fight, but in fact voted the greatest fight in Japan of the 20th century. And the story behind the match was even more interesting. John, are you ready to learn? 
I'm so ready to learn. I got to say this about Japanese wrestling. Here's how it sells it. It's basically like, hey, are you ready to be confused in an intriguing way? Mm -hmm. Too bad. I'm talking about soup. So yeah. I blended okay. the potatoes in. I have a question and I have for a you. lot of potatoes, John. Yes. Now, when I'll you're blending, question about the when, soup. Of course you will. Now, when you're blending the carrot, do you always make sure to really blend it? Because you know what always annoys me? When there's like a stray Tomato. little loose carrot chunk. Because I like So here's what you do is you, okay, uh, you, have to, you have to dice it, and then you put it in, and you boil it, obviously. Of course. But sometimes when you're in the blending process, you just miss a little hunk. You know what I'm saying? So how long are you blending? No, 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 because it's boiled, so it's already soft, so you blend so it. So it's already soft. It's totally fine. Yeah. I see, I've, I've still ended up with a couple of times when I've blended my delicious soup. You gotta fuck, go in there and spoon it up before it's like you do, You just have a bunch of liquid vegetables. It is pretty much baby food. I made. Mean, I was like, oh, my kid will like this, and he went, like, immediately. And I was like, all right, I guess I gotta eat some extremely passable soup. I gotta anyway, tell you, right there, that's, really a, Williams, that's a dad move right there, is by the way, is just feeding it to the kid. The kid goes no, and the dad's just like, sweet, this is food that I get to eat whenever I want. Possibly oh, shirtless, Christ. spotlessly in front of the fridge. There's no, like, soup isn't like, ooh, I wanna, I can't wait to, fuck, I've had a hard week at work. I better have some soup. I hard disagree with you. I have very, at the Edinburgh Festival, Dylan. I Sorry, have, I had three soups. That's the that thing, is you never, you never say that. You always go, you wanna know why I'm very satisfied? Because in my belly right now is like a it's like coffee. It's like meat coffee with mm. delicious greens that is gonna satiate me for some time. That's this why soup that's why soup places never take off because you who would have incorrect. like two soups incorrect. in a row? Incorrect. Go There's one it, soup place it. in the world okay. that is taken off that is in Subway. Edinburgh. It is Subway. It is a place called Subway. <laughs> Subway. I've never heard of it before, never seen it anywhere else. Sub um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so Dylan, you know how Subway's in Toronto is the train that goes underneath the city. It's a subterranean. Yeah. Way. Okay, I'm following you. Now imagine if there was a sandwich that tasted the way that place looked. <laughs> Ooh, it tastes like ground. Mm, Do you want some chicken breast with a side of ground? Me. We have to this it has to have ground in it. Yeah, hi. Ground what? Just ground. Make Welcome. it on the ground. To throw it on the ground. Your option. But this let me ask you a question. Ground. Before we uh, continue to not talk about Willie Williams, sure. uh, and that is when you come. When it comes to fast food um, uh, staff, would you say Subway is the saddest? I'm going to say Subway is the saddest. McDonald's is always really? the most intriguing. I always find McDonald's staff always. I'm like, there's a hierarchy. There's just always McDonald's always has a couple of people where it seems like you've been here for 20 years. You're a grizzled McVeteran. Subway really feels like someone like was having a beer in a bar in Portland and then just woke up shackled to a fucking Subway cash station in Leicester, England. Like, uh, I guess I guess you could have meatballs. <laughs> I. I don't know. Here's the thing about Subway, though. No, I will say this. They are not in, even close to being the saddest. I remember Arby's. when I worked at Second Cup in Toronto, oh, I walked God. into a Subway, and the teenager behind the counter was just playing, like, hardcore music. And I thought to myself, wow, this guy can control the music. He has more power than me, and I'm in my mid-20s. Oh, yeah. I Do mean, you know what I mean? Like, you can work... pick the music in a Subway. You can fucking... I worked at a Jabby U and almost got fired because I put on the Opie and Anthony show 
to listen to while there were customers. I mean, yeah, that's a bad, why would you do that? I wanted to listen to it. <laughs> My manager was like, this is very inappropriate. And I was like, I want to listen to this. It was at a pay. It was at an interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Then you call her a whore and you push her off the mountain. Uh, that's right. Why is this bad? <laughs> uh, say, tell me more, Patrice O'Neill. But you, that's the cool You're going to be needlessly argumentative. And later that summer, I would meet you and you came across like the biggest cunt in the universe. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about when we, um, when we grew up is like, you could like something like that and you wouldn't necessarily have to become a fascist but now you do yeah the, the you thing can't was, just be like i like joe rogan you gotta like like it all everyone thinks you just like it across the board yeah that's the thing i like listen i'll pop on a joe rogan experience only when he has anti-vaxxers on i want to get the facts <laughs> here's the interesting thing though so about scoops about or about okay we're, we're finally talking this dylan based read on off who william willie right. williams was and at the end i'm going to tell you what soup willie williams prefers he placed second in the world karate open tournament or sorry at the second world karate open tournament in 1979 he finished third so a, this isn't even nice like farm soup you know like a barley with rice <laughs> and some chicken cubes i don't know what people are thinking why would you buy barley specifically you never buy barley specifically but if there's oh, like a barley in the yard. Like a, of course yeah if you're wandering through your field and you're like i need a delicious nutritious oh, yeah, soup before i go and challenge antonio no okay i will <laughs> deliciously what, eat what accent was that that would be uh whimsical french oh and that was no that was italian we're like by the way that's what robert evans said when he made the godfather is like this this project's gonna be covered in spaghetti that's why we said we're gonna get actual italians and people were like actual italians <laughs> are you, are you, oh that's right you're reading the kid stays in the picture that I, I read it, is wild it's very good but i gotta tell you that guy is like the biggest name dropper in the world, but also such weird names because none of them are that famous anymore. Like he was like, and then I was having dinner with uh, Jimmy Carter's chief of staff. And you're like, that guy's yeah, it's dead like now. He made four or five of the biggest movies ever and then just like never had a hit after that. Um, that guy, um, so what he would weirdly do to maintain prominence in show business um, is he would host all of the like cable stations in the 90s and 2000s like they weirdly were making some money but mostly what they were were profit centers for their like multinational corporations so they didn't want to spend any money on them so how robert evans like stayed in the game is he would host all of their like season launch parties at his house so there's so many stories of people like doug stanhope in his book stole a bunch of photos and kept asking him for blow like there's so <laughs> many stories of people just like going to robert evans's house and like you have to go weirdly meet him and he'd be like eh. You want you want to see where I shit on Warren Beatty's dick? Like, yeah, yeah. My favorite thing is after he, Ali McGraw's second marriage or something to Steve McQueen fell apart, and a bunch of people called him asking if they could try and fuck her, and he's like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> That's not my wife. That's why wouldn't you call Steve?" You're like, "I don't know. I don't know. Steve's Steve's scarier than you." And he's like, "Yeah, try and yeah." But Jack Nicholson calls yourself like, "Hey, I heard your wife is free. Can I fuck her?" And then you're like. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Hollywood. Hollywood pre uh, Me Too was fascinating. Where it's like even the classy guys are calling the men to ask the men if it's okay. The w women don't. W she'll fuck me. I know that. I'm Jack Nicholson. We're yeah. fucking, but I just have I to just ask wanna, this I man. Need to, I need to ask this man for permission. You know, it's not like I want to sleep. Hey, it's I'm Jack Nicholson. Can I'm just calling you her grade six boyfriend. Can I fuck her? Who, just, what? How'd you get this number? Never mind. To, I have to ask a man. Um, <laughs> I, have, I have to ask a crossing guard or somebody, but a woman can't make decisions. Uh, the nearest man has 
uh, her, what do you call that, things, whatever. I'm going to say this, Willie by the way. Williams plays third. So we were talking about Tyson Fury. You don't have to get Tyson Fury. You just get the guy who's kind of good, and then he fights Roman Reigns or whoever for the world mark. Hello, everyone. Your good friend Dylan got here. Just tuning in. Tuning in? What? Anyway, I'm just fucking yammering to tell you that as a thank you for listening to us for these past seven years, we have invested heavily in t-shirts where a monkey is jacking off, and then another one where a monkey has nutted on his own jeans and there's a big stain. We're putting these on our Patreon account, so if you join the $10 tier, then you will get a t-shirt. And... These t-shirts are... I think we're breaking even on them. Yeah, I think we're breaking even. Just as a thank you to you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening for these past seven years. Um, it's been really amazing. John doesn't feel that way, but I do. I'm very thankful. Three. Welcome so, back we'll, to the soup cast. Dylan, settle the argument. Tomato soup for grilled cheese? Ketchup. I hope do you dip it in tomato soup? No. Do you dip your grilled Neither. cheese in? Eat it dry like a man. Absolutely not. Go fuck yourself. Job. Oh, I didn't realize I was dealing with a, yet another New Get York comedian who's shitty. Uh, let me tell you how to be tough. I'm going to tell you how That's to be not tough. tough. That's not tough. Yeah, That's tough. just good fucking loser. loser. life. That's just good no, life. You're, a loser. you're kind of guy jacks off in a Home Depot. I don't know what. I don't know there was that many that that's a type of man that exists, that but sure. That is a <laughs> that's a type of guy. I don't know if there's like. Yeah, some people like emo music and other people full masturbate in home. Same people. guy. It's the same guy. They listen really? to My Chemical Romance in the parking lot and they go, I'm getting a chub. Let me go hammer it out by the hammers. <laughs> so what Willie the- fucking shitty fucking punk bitch. What the fuck Wilson. happened there? <laughs> huh? Oh, that Willie- was my uh, lights. Okay, good. Um, we're talking about Willie the bitch Wilson. He is No, we're not. Wait a minute. It's not Williams. Williams. It's Willie Williams. All right. Here's how good we are. Willie Williams came in third in a karate open, then he fights. <laughs> but this is true. Like, this is fucking what I'm saying. Like, you don't need to have Tyson Fury fight your main dude. You can just have a good boxer. You really do. You really do. Because, by the way, right now, I'm like, Antonio, you suck. He's like, I couldn't beat Muhammad Ali. I will build my own Muhammad Ali. Get me Willie Williams. Willie Williams is 6'7", 230. He became famous as the top foreigner of Masoyama's uh, Kyokushin School of Karate. He was very popular. There was a very popular comic book based on Masoyama's karate in the 70s. Name for a name famous to wrestling fans because he created the pro wrestling Tiger Mask character in comic books. The guy who wrote that comic book led to a television series and led to, of course, Satoru Soyama. Um, I being Tiger love Mask and making all those W matches. NW. I love Antonio Noki. He will find an angle to beat Giant Baba. Oh, you've got the Tiger Mask. I got the guy that inspired the guy that wrote the comic about that, and I'm gonna beat the shit out of him. Like it's just so fuck it. It would be like mm. if okay, the NWO was kicking Vince's ass, and so then um, Vince went and hired the Japanese stable that the NWO was based on, like the. Like the old soldiers versus the new guard or whatever it was hired them and then drowned them all in a river on raw as like i just beat the nwo it's like that's not the same <laughs> uh so there was hope to go to a secret location and work out a match like anoki had done with non-pro wrestlers he had worked with but there was a double cross or fear yes. and led to that not happening so they just fucking went into the ring baby 
maybe it was by far the more famous of the two other than the other way around however tv ashai was the key money people and anoki was their guy so he was not going to be put in position to be shot on or lose and um, movie people and karate people were involved in a number of secret meetings trying to work out how to work out the compromise of the match. So it's like basically <laughs> how Sinatra was the go-between between JFK and the mob. They had to have a fucking go-between, which I think is pretty cool. You could just say what yeah. they said. Yeah, it turns out Anoki wants to win. Andy wants to fuck your wife. Okay, yeah. so uh, Willie, well, the one for the fuck his wife part. I never said that. Yeah, I added it. You got negotiations, you know? Yeah. Okay. So he says that you could win, but the first thing you have to do is uh, cut your own dick off in the middle of the ring. Wait, what? He's like, yeah. He said you can keep it <laughs> kayfabe, but I don't know how you're supposed to kayfabe cutting your own dick off in the ring. Because he's like, I want to see at the least blood. circumcise yourself in the ring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to cut the head off. It's a thing with him. It's like he keeps being like, come on, do it for me. Do it for Antonio. Is what he keeps saying. But this is the thing. He brought his actual tough guys. To Actual toughies. Some real toughies. Carl Gotch was there. Ooh, some toughies were brought in. And um, it was not a shoot, of course, but it was very tense, as any non-shoot would be, because basically w Williams has his entire karate camp around him, and Anoki has who he thinks are all his toughest shooters. Real toughy guys. Ooh, yum yum. Guys who don't yeah. fucking have ketchup on their grilled cheese like poop. They do. <laughs> yeah, they do. They have he the has driest the fucking grilled cheese. Yeah, not right. like yeah, wet... Ooh, I, well, I like what my girl cheese. I dip it in water. I want nice wet little cheese. Ooh, I do. Yeah. I want my food wet. I don't want dry, <laughs> disgusting <laughs> food. You know Brett, wet food bread makes me really uncomfortable, and I don't. I know really why. like. I like it when meat has the consistency of pieces of cereal that have been soaked too long in the milk. <laughs> uh, this meat is not water. <laughs> uh, there was a double count and finish at Loki. At least it got taken to scramble the ropes, but it didn't look so one-sided. Uh, but Williams. Would didn't lose and looked better. It was legendary. It was replayed for a long time. Different sports shows saw that double count on finish when there would be stories on Anoki. His reputation grew, and because of the interest and how much felt like a real fight, because Anoki was involved in it. That's 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 like Bret Hart being one of the like top fifty Canadians at the turn of the century. There's yeah, a lot of lists of people are not proud of because wrestling it would be like a, yeah it'd be like also it'd be like the equivalent i was thinking of in the middle of the in the like if brett left the wwf and his great vengeance was to beat elvis stoico in a match <laughs> but like fucking hogan january 4th for new japan's biggest yep go for it it cut out for a second just say what you said again because i didn't hear you i heard this and then anoki and williams was booked in the tokyo dome in 1997 <laughs> There were no political issues, and Williams just lost to an octopus stretch. Great. I love it. All that, all those years, all those will they, won't they. And then he's just like, wait, how much? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll lose for that. It's been 17 years, and I'm a professional martial arts guy. I now work at an Arby's. I would like six figures. <laughs> My students will love seeing me lose to a weird made-up hold. Mm -hmm. Exactly. My students all think that – I. by the way, this because if it's 97, I guarantee uh, the WW – um, he was definitely just had a mall dojo and had convinced a lot of people of his toughness for doing weird things. Every Saturday I go into the woods and someone uses my balls as a speed bag. <laughs> um, Inoki beat you... Backlund twice for the WWF right. title. Once kind of happened 
even though they said they didn't. And uh, the next one was an, was a. This is so wild. Yeah, because this is also the height of the late 70s, early 80s is the height of double cross. Harley Race usually managed the NWA champion when he went to Japan because it was notorious that they're like, listen, if they can, they're just going to pin you. Like, so don't fuck around yeah. here. Like, I think Ric Flair lost the belt a bunch of times on Japanese tours to various people, including Harley Race. And then they would just switch it back and be like, no, it didn't happen. Well, didn't they like people would do that where they would come in and have too much heat against them? It's like, OK, you were supposed to win the title. Who did Flair lose to? That's famous where it's like he came in. There was oh, there's too a much couple heat of times on him. In, he just dropped in, the belt. A bunch of times in Puerto Rico. Uh, oh, I can't remember yeah. the guy's name. But yeah, there's a famous time if he literally opened his hotel room, George Napolet or whatever the um, the wrestling photographer named George was in his room and was like, you know who you're facing. And he's like, woo, no. And he's like, open that window. And it was a guy running across a bridge with the entire town towards the stadium. And he's like, that guy, you're facing that guy. And they came back once. Flair did a screw finish and had a gun, gun pulled on him. So the only way he would do it is if he come back. But if he got to bring a heavy and he brought Rowdy Roddy Piper, Rowdy Roddy Piper was paid in a spittoon full of cocaine. And um, their entrance was Roddy Piper singing America the Beautiful and waving an American flag. He had a AK-47 pulled on him when he smashed the clock <laughs> or did something that caused cheating. It was Victor Coinos, maybe? Or is that the guy who runs? Either way, I know that Ric Flair literally just lay on the pin me. Pin me right now. Pinned him, gave him the belt, went, you're the champion. They left, had to stay in the stadium until five in the morning because the fans destroyed the stadium and fought the army. They were able to escape and for some reason go to a nightclub at 5 a.m. in an ambulance where Rowdy Parker did his entire spittoon full of cocaine and yelled at Ric Flair. Wrestling in the 80s was exactly <laughs> it was <laughs> it's fucking crazy it's just a bunch of fucking like i like we've always said influencers now are what wrestlers used to be weird scummy roid heads god bless yeah them. exactly whatever you like by the way this is where it's going for influencers in 10 years they're going to be doing spittoons of cocaine in puerto rico i mean the logan paul already lives in puerto, puerto yeah, jake rico. paul and logan paul already live in puerto rico exactly of course they're and already doing this they're already having huge tax disputes. They're already like, let me tell who is it that they're saying is like a like a tax cheat for Puerto Rico? I don't know. Like, Mr. Beast did something where it's like he made so much money last year, but he gave it all away. But he still has to pay taxes on the no money that he had. Like, it's all weird. Anyway, like his whole thing is like he makes more and more money, but he gives it all away just because then he. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. I hate it. So I hate it. I love it. This. So Anoki uh, in New Japan creates a feud. That's basically the forerunner to WCW versus NWO. Riki Choshu turns on Tetsujinami um, and forms Ishigun, built as a rival promotion working within New Japan against New Japan. This led to a hot period, playing 90% sellouts until the promotion. As with the JWA in 1971, when it was sell show as a lesson to WCW today, the same thing happened with the undercard wrestlers unhappy, particularly when Anoki was stricken with diabetes like a bitch and had to take yeah. three months oh, off. Dylan, I take a dump. Diabetes gone now. Do you know how we got that diabetes? Dry toast. <laughs> I'm it, telling you, man, ketchup's for so, fucking children. No, it's not. It's for everyone. It is. Who is would, what, what do you put ketchup on? Cake. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Choshu and Akira Maeda became the new generation Baba and Anoki Choshu and his all Japan pulling that company out of the fire and Maeda quitting New Japan. The shoot fighting organization that became the old UWF in 1984 and basically evolved into actual MMA organization. That's crazy. So this is like 
He's set up. Okay, finally, these guys can take over. I've been on top for 10. Uh, oops, they're all gone. Fascinating. I gotta tell you. That's like weaved into Japanese wrestling. What Anoki did. Like, think about that. Like, think about if Hogan yeah, didn't quit for WCW. He quit and just was like, I made my own promotion. Now I run the promotion. I'm a million. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. It's a, But also, is it real or is it fake? Because... It, that's what I can't figure Wait. out. Is it one of those things like in like in that storyline he faked a f created a fake promotion? Is it real that he did it, or was it New Japan money that seeded it? And you know what I mean? Because it's always that sort of thing of like, or was it literally just no? It just started a rival promotion spun off of Anoki's weird style yeah. of. Well, I think per this is the weird thing where it's yeah. I guess that is an interesting thought experiment where it's like how how easy would it have been for the because obviously obviously. You can't use the same style, but yeah. like if Kevin Nash would have just been like, okay, now I'm going to create the national wrestling organization um, and ca it's called the NWO. I'm in it. So is Scott Hall. Like I've taken all the NWO wrestlers. I can't use any of that branding, but I can just like make a completely different logo, use these initials or unless the WWE has copyrighted the NWO initials themselves, which they but is but also that's interesting because it's like he, yeah, it's you've already established this guy in yeah, in the mind of it's kind of like Trump and The Apprentice, where it's like The Apprentice, obviously, just him having him in that position of like, oh, this guy knows what he's doing and this guy's an authority, it helped him run for president. It's yeah, it's what it is is it's the unintentional marketing of perception. Donald Trump has never been a successful businessman, but he has always been perceived as being a businessman. And what we now know about human beings. And what we've already sort of known is they were like, yeah, so then he's a successful businessman. I don't care. I don't care about, I don't like accountants and I don't want to talk to them. Yeah. Like have you ever seen the show Ross Kemp on gang? Oh, what the fuck is that? I want to watch that though. Ross Kemp was this dude who played like a tough guy on British television. I forget. He played like a fucking no nonsense FBI guy or some shit anyway. And then he, that led to him having actual real show where he literally went undercover, not undercover, but he went in and did documentaries on like, crazy gangs all over the world that are very um it was like you could see how scared he is because like i'm a fucking actor so he just it's basically I mean, plays his character from television just so these people don't like suss out better, all of the, the better, theater school the better example is gordon ramsay is now just doing louis thoreau style documentaries and but like he doesn't know how to be a broadcaster if it's not about food so it's like it's still done in the clipped Gordon Ramsay, like, okay, so I'm going to buy some baby laxative to cut with the <laughs> Colombian pure. You know, like, and you're just like, Gordon. Is he actually? That's funny. Yeah, he is. It's very weird. It's very weird. Like a lot of sunlit beaches. Um, yeah, very bizarre. Also, by the way, I know a guy who writes for Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, go for it. Uh, mm -hmm. He said the great, greatest man he's ever met in his life, but that guy, were, he literally is like, that guy works too much. It's crazy. He's got like nine he TV works shows too much. in two countries. Gordon the bitch, Ramsey. Yeah, you know what he puts on his yell at a single cheese? mom again, you fuckhead. You know what I like about Gordon Ramsey? Every single person he has on every one of his shows is shorter than him. I guarantee they're like, this guy That's has a really, so funny. he needs help, but he is 6'6", six, six, and it's like, I have to look down. Yeah, I'm, you're going to need to I have to look down. I have to fucking get in their face. Do you think he does and, the old uh, Mark Breslin? Did you yeah. ever this when you talked to Mark Breslin where he went and stood next he made you stand next to stairs so he could stand he could stand four steps up so you looked eye to eye? That's what I always remember about that guy. <laughs> no, I always crowded Breslin so he knows I'm way bigger than him. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> like very directly looking down on him like it's Hogan and Andre. Um you gotta let him know. So did you they average twenty million viewers every Friday night? 
between so 1981 many. and 1983, New Japan did. Makes sense, though. Quit at the top, like we are. That's right. This is the, but here's the question. So this is the time when Good. New Japan is I definitely spanking podcast, all Ishigun. Japan. Yes, I'll be starting my new podcast, New Japan Pro Podcast. It's very choppy right now, so I don't know if Dylan is talking. Go ahead, Dylan. Sorry, so this makes sense because New Japan's is this real? Is this real? Dylan, are you there? Yeah, much better. Why would um, I do that? So what the fuck? What what the what the jizz were we pissing about? We're talking oh, about yeah. it's the early eighties. It's New Japan. Well, it totally makes sense is, that New yeah. Japan would have because they have to make all these guys who were stars in the JWA whole and mm -hmm. like make them feel like stars versus Anoki's like I'll be on top of the card and we'll just build new stars at the bottom because we have fucking nobody and it's kind of weirdly the problem that AEW is having where it's like we just at the point where everyone was like. Orange Cassidy, Sammy Guevara, and Jungle Boy are stars. They got a bunch of stars from NXT and now have to work those guys in. So they're kind of fucked. You have your, you built your stars, and then rather than them getting the payoff, they have to lose to new guys to get them over. Interesting conundrum, John. It is a very interesting conundrum, and it's also really created two different locker rooms. And also, I think uh, AEW is a bit too loose on who can say stuff on social media because um, the Gun Brothers are really lightening up Jake Perry this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much gun brothers are fucking i gotta tell you i don't disagree with their point where they're like yeah we can be on pay-per-views too if we um dressed with the bucks and stayed up until 6 a.m with tony khan and i'm just like i'm liking this i like this direction of wrestling i like where wrestling's been like hey do you remember reality shows in the 2000s where they were really bike backbiting and bitchy yeah well welcome ladies and gentlemen to the real Wives of AEW. i really like that um yeah the gun club is like Billy Gunn's youngest kid is just going to try and be Shawn Michaels, or the shorter kid's going to try and be Shawn Michaels, and the older one's just going to stand there like he's Billy Gunn, just with like a look in my face. I am confused. Billy Gunn never doesn't look confused in wrestling. I His disagree. I've got to tell you, now always, that he is in yeah. the ass daddy, uh, or uh, daddy sister, ass, sister me, daddy ass, um, he doesn't look confused. He's like, this is the role I was born to play. I was put on this earth. <laughs> to rub the insides of my fingers with these two gentlemen. It's so funny to just be like, he's 60 years old. Like, what's your gimmick? I touch my own ass again. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I'm, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing where it's like, either I think I have a hot ass or I want people to fuck me in the ass or I want to fuck them in the ass. Either way, ass. That's my yeah. fucking Here's what I, I genuinely think what it is, is okay. this. That song is really, really good that they wrote for him in the WWE, and it's been used so much by the internet that everyone's like, this guy, this guy's the ass guy, and I want to see more ass stuff. <laughs> I love to lick him. I love to kick him. I want to eat your ass, and then I want to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> A friend of mine who does not like wrestling but got obsessed with that song pointed out something, which is that and Hulk Hogan's theme song are the only two wrestling theme songs with more than one verse. No, there aren't. That's a lie. What other ones have two verses? Batista's Edge's theme song. No, 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 no. Those don't count because those were written by other bands. I'm talking wrestling, although Hulk Hogan's actually sort of not because Rick Derringer. Shawn Michaels has more than one verse. I don't think it does. Yes, it does. No, I think it only has that one verse. It had the time when he was with Sensational Sherry and she talked over it and she said all the things. No, she, she said sang more. A lot. She sang the whole song, yeah, and then he started singing the song. Also, does Hulk Hogan's count then? Because Rick Derringer did that song. So isn't that yeah, the same Yeah, I don't know if Rick Derringer Batista? does count. But yeah, I don't know. I think okay. Let me put this. The only also demolition, which is the same Rick thing. Dar Rick Dar 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 Name a Jim Johnston that has two verses because at 
I love to kick him. You want a Jim Johnston song that has two verses? Well, let's get completely side. Yeah, why wouldn't we? This is more important than Antonio Inoki. And also, by the way, this would really offend Antonio Inoki, which I enjoy as well. What the hell, guys? Oh, somebody call my mama. Uh, Sexual chocolate. Break down the walls. The Jericho song was by Jim Johnston. You had me at sexual chocolate. I'm so had that. I'm so glad that. Mm. Sexual. That song is insane. Woman, yeah, it's the best. Anyway, so fucking, you've been fucking cucked. Cucked. Um, we paid too much for this guy. What are we gonna do? Let's give him the gimmick if he likes to have sex with people. And no, he, they're and trying that... to make him quit, and it's like, all right, well, you fuck people, and he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Do you know what? Do you know what the average salary for a strong man is after yeah. that's done? No, the answer is no. That's another weird sliding door. If Mark Henry, if Mark Henry came along now. He would just have his own supplement. YouTube. Yeah, he'd have his own YouTube account. He would appear yeah. a couple of times. Like, here's what I eat in the day, yeah, and then I yeah. here's my supplement. And do I do steroids? No, I don't. Wink. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, by the way, there's now the, my Liver King obsession has entered into a new thing because now there's a whole okay. ecosystem of people that are just confronting the Liver King in public about his abs. That's all it is. It's yeah. the best. It's the everyone's like, "Are you natty?" And he's like, "Yeah." No, no, this is my favorite. Which is someone went. It's good. If you haven't had your abs etched, you'll be able to unclench them. And he went, "How much do you need me to unclench them by?" Because when I sleep, I still clench my abs. And it's just like, this guy, this guy's going to fucking, he's in it to win it. He's going to be president. President Liver King. We are 10 years away from President Liver King. Liver King, all these fitness influencers, are you nat- natty is the new, is wrestling. Everyone knows they do steroids. There's all these videos online where it's like, do you know how insane you would be if TikTok was around in 1981? And as people slowly doing like, as you can see here, this arm drag, he helps him up. It's like, yeah, they're clearly on steroids. Can't you just be like, that guy's lying and move on with your life? Rather no. than being like, no, I have to get him to admit it. Like, who cares? Anyway. Dylan, you forget you're a dad. When you're not a dad, you need to fill the energy and the thought processes you have going towards keeping your child alive. This is not you about have, being a father. This is no, about it is being, about uh, being a father. It is about is being not, a father. Because no, you would not. you would be you would be that's not you would be no, making TikTok I was never like videos. It Listen yes, to our were. last things. I'd just be like, okay. That's not true. I've, I, I, Whatever, I got better shit to do. I got to fucking make video game characters that are named Professor Piss. You're still doing that and you have a son. Captain Jizz. Yeah, Butch Piss is fucking taking the UFC by storm right now. I was going to say, I guarantee your UFC avatar is named Butch like... Butch the Wolf Piss. <laughs> the Wolf. I'm going to hunt you down from, and piss on your Stoville, fucking... No, he's, from, he's from Toronto twice. He's the only guy I've made who is actually from Toronto. Also... In video games, I like making characters that aren't just white guys, but it does feel weirdly racist while I'm like making exactly an Asian guy's about. eyes, and I'm like, "Is this like cartoony? What am I doing here? I is this okay? Am I gonna get canceled?" Yeah, no, you can't I... cancel what doesn't fucking won't stop, baby. Move on with your goddamn things, guys. Who make? I don't care. Anyway, so <laughs> 1981. Um, or like 1980. Bach, who I missed the name of. I don't know who Bach is, but fuck him. Fuck and him. Stan Hansen beat Inoki and Fujinami clean. Bach fins, pins Fujinami with a double arm suplex. The move he beat Choshu and everyone else with. This set up a January 1st, New Year's Day, big time in Japan, match with Inoki. I really like that people in Japan seemingly, or at least some people in Japan, don't go to parties. They just watch wrestling or fighting. Can I just tell you how much better New Year's Eve would be if they're like, hey man, you know in your town, ta- you can just go watch wrestling? Like that would be so, like there used to be Christmas like- wrestling's gone too. 
I love Christmas wrestling. I would so go to Christmas wrestling. This is the first year I'm just like hanging out on Christmas. My mom's going to come in January. I'm going to Canada early to see a bunch of family for Christmas. If there, if LA, attention Los Angeles wrestling promotions, if you guys have, if you guys held a wrestling card on Christmas day night, I would be there so hard. I would be on edibles. I would need to be driven home. I would be dressed like Santa. That's the interesting thing. Lila does really rely on you having a family and bringing them to wrestling, which a lot of people just would not do now. No, absolutely not. Because one of those things is now that I've been traveling to the South because I asked people because you have people that like were our age. So they were like four or five people remember it. And they were like, no, it was like the thing you did with your like everyone's like, it's the divorced guy. They're like the guy who's like the son of divorce. He's like, yeah, when my dad got his apartment, we'd start going to wrestling on Saturdays because I was not allowed to go to that apartment because there was a naked woman there or something like that. So here's here's some fun stuff. Antonio Inoki loses to Hulk Hogan 20 minutes in. It was supposedly Inoki swallowed his tongue and went uh, into convulsions after getting hit with the Axe Bomber, Hogan's fucking Japanese finisher, which a lot of people say this, and it is true. If Hulk Hogan had have just used the Axe Bomber and not the leg drop in uh, North America, he would have been the TNA champion in 2012 because he would have just like been, still been able to do the Axe Bomber. Yeah, he would have been, he'd be still, like Vince McMahon would have gotten him in the ring for WrestleMania 38. He could still do his finishing move. And that's, it's so funny that how far ahead people just like, oh yeah, you'll be wrestling until you're 80. But it's like, he could still do his finishing move even now he's like largely immobile. It would just be him on a segue because he can't move his legs. Oh my God. Bombering people. I guarantee that they would have that in <laughs> TNA. They have to. They he have comes to out <laughs> in a wheelchair, goes into a Segway, and then beats AJ Styles. <laughs> AJ Styles literally does a shooting star press and lands on his own head. I like, want yeah, you that's to know. my other move. They, I want you to know this. That would still have been better than the Aces and Nates angle. But Inoki fucks him over. Or sorry, Hogan fucks him over. Well, just really. Because when he, um, when this whole Axe Bomber thing happens, three... And then, of course, what happens after that? Fucking Hulk Hogan puts on that fucking red and yellow baby. Big dicks. Small yeah. pussies. Fuck someone's th- wife. Yeah. What is the title? So many titles. He's not going to job anywhere in the world for anything. Fuck yeah. you. Suck my I ass. I got to get B. Brian Blair a job, Antonio. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck yourself. He needs His to son needs to beat him up. <laughs> Still the best thing we ever learned on this podcast. So... By the time the wrestling world had changed, obviously Hogan was WWF champion, and Vince McMahon would not let Hogan lose, which I think is great. At this point, it had been years since Hogan lost a match. The compromise was the Choshu with Lariat Anoki and Lariat Hogan outside the ring while they were fighting. Anoki would beat the 20 count. Hogan wouldn't. The nature of Anoki's win wasn't satisfying, but it was the best they could get. The public didn't think so. The finish was so poorly received that the fans rioted at Soon Hall for 30 minutes. Just meant like what an absolute polite riot. Yeah, um, thirty minutes. They was like set the timer. We're gonna push stuff over for exactly thirty minutes because we do portion, have to get home. A soon. portion of their fans left the serviettes that were on the seats to make them seem hygienic. Were left un. New Japan was banned for from using its flagship arena for more than one year. Hogan was no longer available regularly because he was needed in the U.S. full time for the wrestling war in the north. I mean, war implies there was a second side, but yeah. The next year, the WWF New Japan for coach. Go ahead. No, the New Japan relationship would break up. Choshu and many others, including Dynamite Kid, would leave New Japan for All Japan. Combined with losing Sayama, New Japan's golden age was over. Although they still did strong live business for the rest of the 80s. The 1984 television ratings and four on 
and onwards uh showed that it was the end of the golden era that's where we're gonna end today and we'll mm-hmm. do onoki whatever next yeah. time we, John? ladies and gentlemen please strap in for the next episode because this is anoki the politician this is the collision in korea this is wcw new japan mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying this yeah, is that's where right. anoki gets the pin ted turner and then pin jane fonda if you know what i mean that's correct there is there was a pay-per-view that was available they remade very... barbarella and anoki gets sucked off by jane fonda that's the oh opening sequence God. i remember when barbarella arrived at the rogers video at carl oh Hill. yeah it like spread through the word of the high school like guys Pause and jack buddy that's a pause and jack not only is wild things available to rent oh but so is yeah oh yeah i'm talking about uh what Ottawa, the only strip club in the um downtown core called barbarella's diamonds meaty cunts that's what it's that, called that was that's in canada there's shit in there too that's what that's called that's in barhaven dylan best thing about antonio noki uh, during this period, is that he trusted people, and then they fucked him. I'd say he the gave best them thing too much this. power. This is what every promoter learns. Maybe I should just win until I'm 80, because I don't want to ever have someone be like, uh, I actually want to form my own. I hate that lesson, and I don't agree with that lesson, and here's why. Because I think the promoters are just waiting for that point to be proved. So when it is, they're like, I fucking told you. And it's like, that's yeah. one example. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where it's like, it's like how I believe that the earth is flat. So every time a ball doesn't roll, I'm proven correct. But the, wrestling is not like movies, obviously. But hear me what? out here. <laughs> hear me out here. If they did pretty much exactly the storyline that they did in the Avengers, which obviously is the highest gro- grossing movies of all time. Mm-hmm. But if they did that in <laughs> wrestling, there's no way Thanos doesn't just like quit before yeah. At some point, just to be like, yeah, I beat all your guys super easily, so now I'm going to go do my own fucking thing where I look like a fucking monster. Yeah, what would happen is uh, you'd get first of ev- the second of the Avengers, like the first in- Avengers Infinity War, you'd get there. And then as soon as Thanos snapped it, he's like, I actually got better money from Ted Turner, who owns another galaxy. Yeah. I'll see you in hell. Yeah, which is so important. That's why it's so important to have someone like Brock Lesnar, who literally is like, you want me to lose to who? A chip bag? How full is the chip bag? Just kidding. I'll be there. Yeah, I don't care. I'm going to punch the chip bag a bunch, though, because I still want to have a comeback match in three months. Here's the the only people I will not lose to. My wife, my children. Mm -hmm. I always beat them. I'm like, what? (laughs) I still want to say this. I want, and I will go to my grave, wanting to know what Brock Lesnar shouted at the crew when he walked out the day Vince McMahon was fired. I want to know what he yelled, but he, like, I know it was not, it's not something he wants out there because he's definitely picking a side. <laughs> oh, when Vince McMahon got fired? Yeah. Um, well, he loves Vince, right? I think he he more hates women. Is what I'm if I had to guess anything about old Brocky Law. He doesn't believe women. Yeah, he does not believe women. Like <laughs> what hashtag... was the thing what was the thing Lita had on her tights? Speak out. I think yeah. he said speak out. Yeah. Yeah, he has don't speak out on his Yeah. Yeah, no talking. Don't. He has no talk. Yeah, that... <laughs> no talking. Get that fucking ketchup off your fucking grilled cheese. Eat a real soup, not tomato soup. That'll inflame you. Too many lectins. Next oh episode's Who, about lectins. Are you TB twelve? Are you on TB twelve? No next, to, next fucking only food. That's literally what I'm supposed to do for my psoriasis. Stay away from lectins. That's like a, you, doctors told me that. You got to read the TB twelve diet. It's insane. You got to read. Uh, you got to oh, drink. Oh, Tom Brady. The Tom Brady diet. Kiss you your son. Half- you drink, half, sandwich, kiss you drink half, half your body weight in water every day. So I, I drink 
one pound of water a day? It is I weigh in, two pounds. He certainly does. It's the, the diet's the best. No nightshades, very specific greens. My favorite thing, and this you can watch for this every year, and someone chronicled it on Twitter, is watching Tom Brady get Botox and watching his face adjust to that Botox because he fucking gets, he gets yes, fucking he the most yes, he Botox does. he could possibly get, and then his face adjusts to it slowly over the years. So everyone's like, "Oh, Tom Brady looks good," but if you see him in week one, he's just like, rah, rah. "Anyway, we're back next week with a Noki." You know what? Ladies, Unfollow us on everything. We're fucking done, bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, we are over. This show is now entering its... Uh, they've The company's already gone bankrupt, but they're paying us till February phase. Um, <laughs> this reminds we, me of when I was worked an office job and there was an ac accountant there who did like private accounting for stuff. He's like, yeah, I had a crazy meeting with a guy right now. A guy was like, basically the accountant was like, my boss. Go, yeah, you're fucked. And the guy was like... Basically, just took, like he met at the fancy restaurant, took a giant, like chugged a thing of wine. He's well, let's see how far we can get. And then <laughs> like it was basically like, I'm riding this thing out to the fucking end. Fuck this. What place. company was this? Was it the when you worked for the butler did it? The butler did it. Oh, my God. That, guys, that was the best time in Dylan and mine's friendship because I would just meet him out front because I lived like 10 minutes away on a bike and I'd meet him out front for cigarettes and we'd gossip about oh, open yeah. mics. <laughs> I worked four hours a day. I got my work done in two and the other two was spent publicly not doing um what was it oh so what one real thing if you guys are in the 25 dollar tier or 20 dollar tier get all of your requests into us we will yeah. fulfill those requests before the end of this podcast um and the other thing is uh we have special shirts they should be up now this is released on sunday earlier than that for, for patrons but uh we're having special shirts sent out patreon says it takes three months to ship the shirts out and we've done it three months ahead of time so we can get those shirts to you. I'm going to contact Patreon. If there's any problems, we will let you know. Or we, the worst, the, not the worst thing, but like the thing that may have to happen is everyone just cancel your fucking Patreon subscription in February and you'll mm -hmm. get the shirts. It's just, you'll like, we'll have to keep the Patreon active. Yeah. But um, we'll, we'll we keep the Patreon active until you guys get your shirts because it gives me emails on us, emails on where you got your shirts. Um, and then we'll close. Uh, also, I just want to say we announced uh, the day today of the recording. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who has emailed uh, me or our social media accounts to say really nice things about the show. Mm -hmm. We really appreciated doing it. We're going to make sure that this is a very fun end. We're going to give this stupid podcast for all of you stupid listeners that stupid listen a very fun uh, last couple of episodes. We have someone very special that we are doing for our final episode. Not Colt Cabana. It is not Colt Cabana. It is with a guest we've hired that's right cm punk spent all his money we've used <laughs> all of our guess who is he is coming and doing a shoot interview that's right we're getting cm punk. i'm lying we're not getting cm no, punk. we get cm punk yeah we got cm punk <laughs> uh what was the other one um oh yeah and i think we're gonna do like multiple series episodes but like release them all in one day. yeah you're gonna get a bunch of just really you're gonna get like a four-part series on somebody just one so yeah you're in you're in for it yeah, we're doing the big dogs. The Junkyard Dog, Moon Dog Spot, um, a wrestler that I invented for some uh, wrestling video games, Red Dog, named after Red Dog Beer from when I was a child. My um, dog from when I was a kid. Yeah, we're going to talk about Dylan's dog, Roberta. My dog, Sean Delise. Anyway, goodbye, everyone. See you in hell.